Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Architecture Time, radio for the design-obsessed, hopeless romantics of the built environment. I'm your host, Mike Lavalley from EvolvingArchitect.com. Each and every weekday, we share with you brief stories, news, profiles, and projects from around the net, showcasing not only what the profession of architecture has to offer, but also helping you evolve your own career one episode at a time. Enjoy. All right, so we're going to close this out with the mailroom, and we got three questions, three really great questions, and I can't wait to answer them. And if you'd like to answer or ask a question, please, please, please tweet me at Archivalley, A-R-C-H-I-V-A-L-L-E-Y, and just just ask me a question, and then you might be able to find it on, on the show. So the first question, and I I really like it because it, it I love this place. And I I remember it and think of it fondly. But the question is, where did you go to school for architecture? And I, let me back up by saying something first. I looked around at a lot of different architecture schools. And when I was thinking about going to school for architecture, I knew that I wanted to do something that was, you know, I've always been sort of, the bookworm, the the kid that's always trying to, you know, be an overachiever. And I wanted to find a school that was going to be one of the best in the country, honestly, and, and in a lot of ways, one of the best in the world. So I looked everywhere and I brought it down to three or four schools and I ended up going to Syracuse University in Syracuse, New York. Um, again, I might be dating myself here a little bit, but I went to school from 2003 to 2008 and I got my bachelor degree and uh, my BARC, which is a professional degree, and it's a five-year program. One of the years is sort of a uh, foreign um, uh, study abroad, and I spent half a year in Italy, and I spent the other half back in Syracuse, but with uh, visiting critic studios. And overall, I love the experience. I think Syracuse in particular is a wonderful uh, school for design specifically, for design theory, for um, history, for for different um, design methods, construction methods. And overall, I felt like I had a very well-rounded experience. I think that if you're looking for um, a program yourself or if you've been to another program, one of the things that you'll find is that there are programs out there that gear more towards practical applications and building physical models more than uh, others. And while I did make a lot of things and I, I laser cut a lot of things and made a lot of models by hand, I think that the the main quality that I truly appreciated about Syracuse was the emphasis on design theory and the overall high quality of design that was expected from all the students and all the faculty. And I appreciate that because in a lot of ways, even though there are very practical applications that you need to be aware of as an architect and as a person who builds things, the ability to think and the ability to problem solve through design is such a critical skill that you just really can't teach someone. You have to help them understand what their skill set is and foster that in a way that 
allows them to grow. And I think that's what Syracuse honestly did for me. The next question, which is a great question, is what is your favorite aspect of being an architect? And I think about this a lot, and I'm so lucky to just be able to go to work and be creative and see that creativity realized into the real world. It's not like drawing. It's not like any of the other arts in in the way that it is. Like architecture and buildings are used every day by real people. And those buildings affect the way that we feel, the way that we act, the way that we interact with others. And I couldn't be prouder to call myself an architect and, and consider myself one that the the joy that I see from people who truly love the the projects that we work on as architects is just a, a feeling second to none. I, I I love what I do and I love what I do because it brings people together. I mean, I think that there's a quote. I can't remember exactly who said it, but there's no such thing as as no design. There's either good design or there's bad design. And that's paraphrasing. It's probably not even the real quote, but it's close. (laughs) So bear with me. But the point is, is that if you try to make something well-designed and you, you listen to people who are going to use the project and you use your expertise and your experience to bring them the best kind of design possible you're likely to have a successful project on your hands and something that will stay in someone's memory for a long time, if not the rest of their lives, something that will affect them on a regular basis, something that will bring positivity and hope into their lives. And I hope that you get to experience that if you are a designer or an architect yourself, or if you're not, and you're just listening to this because you love architecture, thank you. Um, But I think that this is a uh, a profession that really, really wants to help the the rest of the world and the rest of our cultures. And I am just really proud to be part of it because of the way that I can sort of give back through my own creativity. Let's end this on an age-old question. And I really like this question because it's so simple and so complicated at the same time. Pencil or pen? And I know that sounds sort of ridiculous, but it's important. It's important. And I think that both have their correct applications. But at the end of the day, I used to draw with only pencil. And I hated using pen. I couldn't stand it because I felt like the answer that pen provided was always so definitive. It was always such a hard, um, a hard lesson and a hard line whenever you're, you're practicing, you know, it's, it's in a lot of ways permanent. And even though there's ways to sort of mask it or continue going forward with, with a pen, you really have to, there's no eraser, you know, there's no way for you to really erase it. I mean, Yes, there's there's ways for you to sort of work around it, but it's not the same. And so for a lot of time, 
long time, I sketched and I drew with pencil only and colored pencils and things like that so that I could get the most out of the medium, but also at the same time, get the, or keep in the back of my head, the ability that I could basically correct whatever I needed to, right? And then at some point in my college career, I realized something that pen affords you a a way to um, not over perfect something. You know, you're, you're, it's never going to be perfect anyway. There's no such thing as a perfect drawing, but the the ability of a pen to basically tell you to just keep moving, and that's the way I think about it: is the pen keeps you moving forward, right? It allows you to get past yourself as the person drawing and the person who's creating something and just keep moving. It's not, you know, paper is an important resource, but it's also something that you can, you know, you can get more of and you can, you can draw sketch after sketch after sketch and keep working through your process and come to solutions that you wouldn't have otherwise just by practicing and just by, it's almost like when you make a mistake in your your normal life, you remember those things. They're, you almost wear them like scars throughout your life, especially if they're very impactful. And to a lesser degree, you learn these sort of lessons as you draw with a pen or as you draw with a marker or something that's more permanent that allows you to keep moving and keep getting better. You know, I think I've grown better faster as a designer, as an architect, as a, as a person who draws just by switching to the other medium. Now you can't do everything with a pen and there are applications where a pencil makes way more sense, or you just need a certain look, or you just, you're trying to render something in a specific way. But I think in the most part, when I think of the sketches that I appreciate the most in my life and the way that I got to those sketches, there's nothing better than using a, a very, um, uh, just a, a very uh, fine felt tip pen. And I, I, I just like pens more now because they, they, they have a rule set and a set of parameters that we can work against and within that make the designs excel beyond what they might otherwise. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Architecture Time. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast, leaving a review, and sharing it with someone you know. It would mean the absolute world to me and would really, really help the podcast grow. For more Architecture Time and other fun, informative content related to architecture and the profession, please visit evolvingarchitect.com. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next time.